What's up, YouTube and Welcome to Lords of the Long Box live show Wednesday. Happy new comic book day to you. What's up to everybody on uh, what's up to all the YouTube nights, all the Twitchians, all the people that are going to be listening to us eventually on podcast. Once again, I got my co host. This is what the Moses is Ryan Darkside Jedi. Say what's up to the party people. Yo, party people, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. We got some comic news for you. Let's get it. Coming. That's right. That's right. Also, returning guest and full-time member of the Lords, my man, Otto from the Grotto. What is up, everybody? What's up to all my Autobots out there? We're out here keeping the faith, defending the Ottoman Empire, keeping <laughs> it going right now. Like so we, we like that, right? So uh, it's Wednesday. It's new comic book day. We got lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, really exciting time for comic books. So let's get started. All right. Uh, what's up to everybody out there? Uh, what's up to... Uh, Everybody on Twitch and YouTube, JLS Comics. Yes, you are first on Twitch, my friend. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to hold it down, Jesse, until somebody shows up. So uh, remember, if you guys are on Twitch or um, follow us, uh, it's L O T L B. Uh, it's Twitch.com or Twitch.tv forward slash L O T L B for Lords of the Long Box. And once again, this show is sponsored by KRSComics.com. Go to us, go to KRSComics.com, use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B. See how I just said that? L-O-T-L-B. I use it again. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. They got a lot of, they just came back from Boston. I do believe they are. The crew is headed out to New York City Comic Con, which is coming up really quick, matter of fact. Man, it is right around the corner. It's in October. Um, so I'm actually going to holler at some of the NY warriors. Cause I think I, I, there's some stuff I need to get done there, man. Um, Chris Cremont's going to be there. So I'm hoping to get, uh, something done by him. Um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, actually I just got that, uh, X-Men one one So I want right. to get Chris Claremont to sign it. You know, that'd be nice. That'll be um, your third copy. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm nine, six. I'm keeping it forever. Do you know how hard it is to get that thing Same. in the nine, six? It's a fifteen hundred dollar book now in a oh, nine six. Nice. Yeah. So what's up to all the YouTube nights? Hey, Dark, uh, Jason. I was gonna say Dark Side Jedi. Hey, yeah, I've seen Jason Smith, Miss Hustle, Randy Sloan, Red Matos, Alex Perez, Unknown Comics Guy, Matt Comic Seventeen. I can't even say your name, but I'm gonna try. I think it's Nemesis Prime with Nemesis a bunch of threes. Prime, that's right. He's one of my Grotto okay. boys. <laughs> okay. I was like, man, there's a lot of threes in there. I think it's supposed to be E's. Joker M21, Brian Space Cowboy two two seven. Atlas Wolf. Uh, we're going to get right into it. We got some cool stuff for you. We got some news as usual. And you know what? People have been saying they dig our top 10 list. So we're going to do some more top 10 lists. Yeah, but first, before that, we got breaking news. This just in. Breaking news? On the Green Lantern. Tell us what the breaking news is, Ryan. Well, there's news on the Green Lantern front. It looks like a well known actor maybe eyed for Hal Jordan, right? That's. Yeah. It, with it's, it's one with of those, conditions, with conditions. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny, man. It's one of those clickbait articles that, uh, hey, Tom Cruise will be Green Lantern only if. Um, and apparently, uh, WB is really serious about this. And remember, we I think we talked about it. Who would be, um, uh, you know, the version of Green Lantern they're going with? And I think what we read was they're going to go with John Stewart. And these As stories kind of lead up to that. That confirmed mm-hmm. that. Uh, because they want to hire, they want to bring in Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan. Right. And Tom Cruise is like, yeah, but here's the kicker. Um, they want to kill him off of the movie. <laughs> so, so I guess that's a sticking point in the uh, contractual uh, con- con- contract negotiations right now. Tom Cruise is like, hey, I want to play Hal Jordan. 
but I don't want to get I don't want to get die. I don't want to die. Um, right. So that tells you that they're going right, with so you know, you know what? Jordan. This is this is what yeah. you do, Jeff Johns. You say, okay, we won't kill you, but you're gonna get sucked into some vortex and yes. disappear. Right, and you'll fly you off know, into the you negative. You gotta find loopholes, people. Like you gotta find loopholes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, you know, Tom Cruise is one of those guys. He's you know been around forever. He's a little bit too short, in my opinion, to be Hal Jordan. Yeah, but they'll but stack that stage up and have they'll everybody stack the stage, stage up. Alone. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. And you know, um, I haven't watched the new um, Mission Impossible, but they're saying it's just absolutely fantastic. It's and, really you good. Know, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, Tom Cruise is on that HGH. He's on that Illuminati stuff. The guy's gonna live forever. So, I mean, it's and he's an he's a double A list actor. I like so what that's, he does. Yeah, so that's that's huge. So I'll buy into it, you know, and see what happens. We just um on a side note, we, my son and I just watched uh Deadpool two and at the end he couldn't stop laughing when he um killed uh when Ryan Reynolds killed himself reading a Green Lantern script and he said, You're welcome, <laughs> Canada. You know what I mean? So like, bring it on. I, I like it besides the mummy, I mean he's done uh Jack Reacher was good, the first right. one at least. Well, you uh, know, you, you mentioned you mentioned making fun of Green Lantern jokes. Uh I saw um, the Teen Titans Go movie. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Young Jeezy or Yeezy? I forget who it was. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Some rapper Yachty. was Yachty. 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 Yeah. All right. My kids all know this. Yeah, but, that's right. Exactly. Uh, he was the he was the John Stewart Green Lantern. And the line that he had was they said something about Green Lantern. And he's like, no, we don't talk about that. It was really funny because they were, okay, they were like right, messing right. with their own stuff. It was really yep. funny. Well, it'd be funny if in the new Green Lantern movie they wink, wink at themselves and make fun of it, oh, and you know sure. show, and that's why they're killing Green Lantern, you know, to get rid of the entire memory. But I mean, they can make anybody look normal size with camera tricks. Um, do you remember that movie Vanilla Sky he did with Cameron Diaz? Yeah, mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz is five ten. Yeah, yet he stood eye to eye with her. So uh, I don't think it's going to be any problem. I, I think, but you know, I. I Edge of uh, Edge of uh, what was that? Edge of Tomorrow, great yep. sci-fi flick. Oblivion. Yep. Oh, that was awesome. Jack Reacher. Awesome. The only uh, missed month was the Mummy for me. I looked at the last six movies he did. I mean, I'll go back that far because you typically look at a what an actor's done recently. Right. And his last five, six films have all done well, except mm-hmm. for the Mummy. That was a misstep, you know, because right. that was weird. And nobody can run like fucking Tom Cruise, man. Yeah. He's a running fool, man. I swear yeah. to God. There's a there's a YouTube video where it shows just back-to-back videos of Tom Cruise running in his movies. It's kind of yeah. like the new one is The Rock. He always falls in his movies like he's falling or something. <laughs> Don't they have one with that so, guy that always dies in the movies? Sean Bean? Yeah. yeah. Sean Bean <laughs> dies in everything, man. Unbelievable. That's a funny one. Go watch that after this, though. After this. Yeah, definitely. Well, after, that after one black show. dude got, like, internet freaking famous when Sean Bean died in the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Right. And his buddy recorded his reaction, and then he launched a channel and just went from there, dude. Yeah. He's, he was he became that popular off one viral video. Kids, that teaches you monetize all your videos and everything because you never know when that one video will yeah, go viral. Could happen. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, hey, so that's you your know, breaking like news. Do... We don't know if it's going to happen, but <laughs> rumors, never right? Know. Rumors, rumors, and yeah, and for, yeah. So, but there's a lot of stuff backing it up, so you yeah. never know. We'll see. We'll we know see. they want to go with John Stewart. I'd like right. to see. Uh, let's just let's get bring Green Lantern back home and do it right. All right. Right. Agreed. Once for Marky three one six at least. You That's know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, just yeah, for Marky alone. Yeah. Please. For doing for Marky, man. For that guy's sake, poor Marky. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to be the Green Lantern Corps movie, so right. it's going to be you know a bunch of them. So maybe Tom Cruise is like, you know what? I'm too big to be in this. But you think about okay. Remember Tropic Thunder? 
Yeah. Yeah. Ten year anniversary. He was a crazy man in that, and he and that wasn't like a major role, but you know, it goes to show sometimes he doesn't take himself too serious. Right. And to be Glenn Lantern, perhaps you need to, you know, have a little bit of a sense of humor. Right. So here at the Lords of Longbox, we like to do top ten lists. Or at least recently we like to do top ten lists. Yeah, let's do it. So uh what do you say we go through the top ten most ordered comics of the month of July? Yeah, this is interesting, man. So there's actually these numbers get released like a month later, and it's actually like a shit ton of them. It goes over like five hundred. Yeah, it was five. It was a list of five hundred. Yeah, but we just told you we like doing top ten lists, so we're just gonna do the top ten, and this gives a good, accurate uh, indicator of what people are actually buying because the shops order these, you know, based on what they think their customers are gonna buy. Obviously, the the only really uh, controversial one was Batman Fifty that had some returns on it, so. That, uh, Let's go through our let's go through the top ten so we can kind of see where sales are at and see what people are thinking, what's being ordered from your LCS for those who don't know. And that means local comic shop. You learned it right here, folks. That's right. See what you learn here. Yeah. All right. So what's number ten? I don't know. You got the All right. right. Number <laughs> number ten is Cosmic Ghost Rider, number one. Um and that that's came not in, surprising. Yeah, no, that came in at a solid number ten. That so, was uh, and, and and tell us in the chats if you guys are buying these books or or what. You know, does this list make sense to you? What you're buying? Yeah, I think number ten it makes sense because they ever since um, what you know Thanos Cosmic yeah. Ghost Rider, and then yeah. we knew that they were you know Marvel has a good pulse of the industry when they hit a hot character. They know what to do with them. You right. look at Cosmic Ghost Rider, Red Goblin. They knew they weren't going to do anything in the future of Red Goblin, but they reprinted and, and did variants well, for that shit. Crazy. Speaking of, speaking of hot characters, number nine was X-23 number one. Yeah. So. I don't X-23, know see? That's interesting, too, because that's just one of those things where it's organic. There's nothing. When I say organic to the listeners out there, I mean that a issue, a back issue, any type of comic is hot simply because it's a comic and it's driven by the comic story or first appearance or something along those lines. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be, uh, Oh, Hey, somebody's going to be in a movie or TV show or anything like that. So yeah. that uh, is a great uh, cover. <laughs> I really like that cover a lot to be honest with you. That's pretty cool. I'd buy that for the cover itself. So yeah. And so then eight, the next number eight was, uh, what was it Otto? We have uh, number eight. We have Batman 51 coming in. So that's that was, interesting. So that's the follow up to the wedding issue, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, people wanted to know what was going to happen you know, after they kind of pulled the rug underneath them with Bane and everything. But you know what? Batman always sells. It's always yeah, in the top 10. For sure. Yeah. And um, then. Let's go ahead. No, I was going to say coming in at number seven, you guys, we've got Amazing Spider-Man number two. That's I cool. like this Ryan Otley artwork. He does a good job with Spider-Man, I think. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, they, this is after the whole Amazing Spider-Man 801 and everything, and they relaunched it and do, uh, with, uh, was that Nick Spencer? Uh, it's a Nick I believe Spencer, so, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Nick Spencer starting all new because Dan Slott was going off to do uh, his other thing after he ended his momentous run with, you know, with uh, Red Goblin and everything. And so it's good. You know, Spider-Man is the Marvel version of Batman. You know, he's always going to be in the top 10 in sales. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so back to Batman. What are we on? Number six? We're going to number six. Yep. Catwoman and number one. Catwoman That's number right. one. And yeah. Not really. You know, you can pretty much say if you got a hot character and a relaunch and a number one, it's going to be there. I well, mean, you know, and, and, it, and it came on the heels of Batman 50, right? 
So right, yeah, exactly. That. So that was. Plus, they had a lot of a lot of variants too. Well, a you lot can of see cool on variants. the cover art there, she's holding a Batman fifty, and it's actually pretty cool. That looks like a J- uh, John Wynn uh, Photoshop when he used to do his little red <laughs> right, right. <laughs> for you folks from uh, IG. Well, sticking with DC, looks like number five comes in at Superman number one. Which yeah. really was quiet to me. I didn't really know too much about it or well, anything like that. It wasn't on my it, radar. It was big because Brian Michael Bendis was the first, it's his first story for DC, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, uh, well, people aren't too happy with it, what he's doing, because, you know, he warned you, though, you should be used to what Bendis, how Bendis writes. This is right. what he does. Um, more DC in the top 10, uh, Doomsday Clock, number six. Well, this one is interesting four. because this one wasn't any type of major, uh, it wasn't a number one, it wasn't anything that really, it just continued the story on, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if right. anything, I would I would have thought the, the delays on the shipping on this would, you know, would hurt it, but it's, people are still gobbling this up because they want to see it come to an end, right? I mean, how many issues are supposed to be on this run? I think 12, it says. Right. We're about halfway six done. Twelve. That's halfway. Through. It's only yeah. on number six, dude. How long has this been? <laughs> I, just think, I mean, it, it seems like a, uh, you know a year ago was like the midnight of Doomsday Clock One. You know, this is taking forever. But uh, I'm not reading it, you guys. I apologize to all the readers out there. This isn't a book that I'm picking up on a regular basis. So I'm up to like issue should... number three, and yeah. you really got to know like your DC history to really catch all the little new innuendos and subtleties of it okay. and all the things. So it's almost like you read it and then like you have to read spoilers so you can get the full breadth of the story because it right, goes right. really deep into like uh, Watchmen mythology and all that okay. good stuff. So I'm yeah. curious to see how it's going to play out. Uh, you know, my only issue with these things like Doomsday Clock or the last secret wars or whatever, or any one of these, man, they build it up, they build it up. And then the story takes so long. Then when it finally ends, it's just kind of like a, eh. uh, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's like they build it up. And I think they're a victim of their own marketing where they can't live up to the hype. And people just have this right. thing in their head. They think it's going to be this amazing, you know, kingdom come or earth X type ending that right. this, you know, not all of them can be home runs. Sometimes That's right. Like, like double gotta be said, don't believe the hype, you know? Well, the top three, the top three look like they're home runs. So yeah. number three is actually a gorgeous cover. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't see this one in the stores. I know why it probably got sold out. Right. Number three, Captain America. Number one. Yeah. Is that a, uh, that looks like Alex Ross. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so that's Perfect. good. That's good to see old, good old Cap, old Winghead over there getting some love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back in the top ten, it's a relaunch. You know, uh, his last run was pretty good too. Who did it? Mark Wade? Was it Mark Wade that did it? I thought they kind of went back to Captain America's roots because remember that whole thing when he's aging his Hydra and everything. Yeah. People were all lost their shit over. Everybody, everyone nuts over it. Then you knew he was going to come back, and then they went back yeah. and forth with. And him. now look at him, top three in the most ordered books. So there you go. Very classic looking uh, Captain America. You know what I mean? That's Very definitely nice, yeah. uh, reminiscent yeah. of that. That's that's pretty cool. Alex Ross always does the uh, kind of vintage superheroes. Yep. You know, when he does like, uh, you know, like the Invaders or something, the yes. World War II era stuff. His artwork just lends to that style really well, I think. It's gorgeous. Yep. So, um, number two. We had already one of these books in the top ten. We got another one. Spider-Man yep. number one. So, it's Spider-Man number one and two are the top. And top, two, that's it. So people are that's pretty damn it. good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other one was Amazing Spider-Man number two. Yep. Yeah. Oh, see, I dig one. this one, man. That's all the classic Spider-Man villains right in the cover, right, too. There you go. Yeah, look at the wrong with... I was gonna say, look at the Mysterio in the bottom corner, man. That looks really cool. That's I was just cool watching a, a great video 
on YouTube where a guy he basically dissected the last Craven's Hunt storyline. It was really, really good. I have to find it and post it somewhere. This guy does it where he kind of he just takes storylines and he'll go through and he'll dissect it. And uh, I never realized how good the last Craven's Hunt was because I actually I read it and then I got rid of it and I just recently bought the first five parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just need the sixth part. So I'm you know I'm one of those weird types. I need them all before I start reading them. Agreed. Like I don't want to be left with a cliffhanger and not have issue number six, and then you know, and I can find it online, but I have the hard copy, so I want to go through the whole thing, smelling the paper and all that creepy shit. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. Uh, Craven's Hunt. When Craven's Hunt, I was buying books off the rack. Don't remember what I did with it. I remember reading it, and now I, I think I sold them, unfortunately, back in the day. But um, I've got like two more issues, so I want to get them all. I want to read them all because that's an epic storyline that goes really deep into the. It does. It's it's like one of the darkest Spider-Man stories um, ever. I mean, you know, I didn't know it was that dark when I when I read the when I went through it again and and read his vivisection of it, his dissection of it. Yeah. And what is number one? Oh, that is number one. No, number one. No, number one. We got number fifty. Yep. So we had so two Spider-Mans and two Batmans on the top 10 list. So we had, so in the same, I'm assuming these are bi-monthly, they or excuse me, bi-weekly time, they must be. right? Yeah, because that's why they show up for a list of order for a week. Because mm-hmm. remember, on a lot well, of no, these. No, this is the month of July. No, no, but they came out with bi-weekly, so they came out every two weeks. Oh, uh, so there's yeah. some titles that come out monthly, bi-monthly, every two months, and then you know, sometimes they jump start it, they will start them. Justice League did that. They'll drop the price a little bit, you know, and they do that. But, you know, they, you know, I think that's a good way to, to because this way you don't have to wait a month because um, that's the, the kick of it sometimes is if I get comics, I would rather get four of them and just wait to read them because I, if I read one and then I, damn, I got to wait a month or it comes out again. You know, what if it's really good and I can't wait? Because that's how I was when I was younger. I would gobble up everything. And then after a while, I just kept all my books every Wednesday and it, I just got, I had long boxes. I couldn't read anymore. And I was, that's when I said, I need to stop buying uh, new hard copies of comics because they were all over the damn place. But yeah. uh, don't try that at home, boys and girls. You should always buy comics yeah. everywhere you go. And, you know, I was just looking at that list. Um, all the books were around three ninety nine and four ninety nine, except for that amazing Spider-Man number one was five ninety nine. There goes Marvel trying to fleece you for a buck a book. Unbelievable. Yeah, trying to get you for that extra dollar, man. It's a thicker book. Who knows? Yeah, it yeah, is. At least, is. yeah. Even when they do the nine hundred books, um, you're paying for thicker books. So, yep. you know, yep. it's Absolutely. not like you're not getting anything. Because remember, back in the day, you used to pay extra just for a prestige format or covers, and it was the same amount of pages. Remember, right. yeah. back when they went to the prestige format, which is what paper, what internal pages are made of now. Remember when they yeah. first rolled out with that, they charged you more just because of, you know, obviously the paper stock, but now yeah. it's funny. DC is actually going back to paper. Um, they did it with that uh, Catwoman number one, I believe. So if you have a Catwoman number one at home, open it up and look at the pages. They're different. Huh. Yeah. They went back using an old paper stock. Uh, you know, it's cheaper and you know, it's less costly. The yeah, ink keep the price down for the consumer. That's yeah. good. So All right, what's uh, next, Ryan? Yeah, the, the next is another. We have another top ten list for you. This is our top ten most sold copper graded books over a two week period. Yeah, so two weeks ago we did one overall uh, sales of graded comics, and this was um, all all eras uh, from our friends over at ComicsMV.com. Go to ComicsMV.com. You could pull up the prices of what your slabs are selling for. Remember, this is a price online price guide for only 
graded comic books. Both CBCS and CTC, they pull from eBay, Comic Link, uh, Comic Connect, and I believe uh, Heritage Auctions. They don't use PGX. So that should tell you something. And um, they don't do raw books. Uh, anybody that tells you they have a price guy for raw books is full of shit because the market is so fluid and so quick and ever changing. Mm-hmm. By the time they come out with that price guide, it's Probably. already out of date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even I, pri- comicspriceguide.com is full of useless information. Sorry if you're watching, but I yeah, mean, it sold, is. You go on eBay sold is what you well, do. Well, that's not even accurate either because slab comics have track sales of the individual grades. Right. I could put a book on eBay and call it near mint, but it may not be near you mint. You heard it here, kids. Don't buy raw books from your <laughs> Uncle Tim. Well, <laughs> that's right. this, well you know, just be careful when you try to tell people how much something is worth, how much you're selling it for, that if you use eBay as a reference, know that, okay, you just pulled, gave me the price of the last 10 books that sold, but I don't know what the grades are. Neither do you. You're going off what the seller's saying. It's a VF. How do we know? Right. That might be fine graded, to me, right? That, yeah, that's, that's fine why to graded me. comics are the best way to do business because you have a third party who is telling you what the grade is. We have census, we have GPA, we have Comics MV that gives you a, a historical database of what things sold for, and there you go. Maybe if you use CBCS's grading uh, service for their raw books, you may be able to do something, but it's still, you know, the Overstreet Price Guide that comes out quarterly, whatever, is cool for collectors as, uh, uh, as something to collect, but it's not accurate. Right. Yeah, I, I, could, pull up my, I could pull out one of my Overstreet books. And I'm sure it's got bat BA 12 at, you know, at nine at near mint selling for $12. You know right. what I mean? So that's pretty funny. You know, that be, might be a great topic for another show someday talking about how to determine raw book grades and stuff like that. So, you know, what, what Tim was saying, I think is very funny because what you might perceive is very fine to me is fine. Like it has four or five ticks. That to you is very fine to me. That's fine. So that's where negotiation comes into play and stuff right. like that. And listen, boys and girls, we can't teach you how to negotiate. You got to negotiate on your own and figure out how to deal with the dealers yeah. and the buyers and the sellers on your I would, own. So I would tell you patient. the one thing you cannot do or you should not do and other people shouldn't do is do not sell your raw book at what graded prices are going for. Right. No. You better just yeah. take that shit home. No. And don't um, sell me books like you're a comic shop either because unless you pay rent and you own a comic shop and you got overhead, no, you're, you know, you're doing commerce on – Instagram or whatever, you're not using overhead, so don't charge those prices. But right. it's hard to do it. Typically, I would take like a if I had a near mint book, I would put it to the price of a near mint graded book in the nine four range, and I would knock off thirty percent off of what it sold for. That's roughly what I would, you know. And obviously, hot books, you know, go throw it out the window, man. If I have a super yeah. hot book, I would throw it on eBay and let the market decide. Put at 99 cent and just yeah. roll the dice, baby. I love Sometimes it. I love it. I love the 99 cent start. I agree with you on Sometimes that. Sometimes it runs, works out, and sometimes you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I got a book right now. And- uh, I got a All book right. right now I'm looking at. Anyway, I, it's, uh, anyway it's another story another All time. Right, but so let's what we're going to do is show the top 10 uh, Copper Age books that have sold in the last two weeks. And you'll be interested uh, uh, how immediately news drops and how that reflects it's this. very news. interesting. And it's, yeah, it's so got this a, is not this, even this any specific has grade. a very uh, obvious theme. So to yeah, say. there's no specific grading to these. Uh, they're just the total amount sold. Right. They could be a 5.0 up to a 9.8, but it just shows you how 
how quickly these how this the market changes and you know what people are interested in. so yeah. what what do we got what's the number 10 ryan well number 10 is amazing spider-man 298 yeah I got, I'm sorry, I got excited because I got a 9.8. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I go through this list. I'm like, check it off. Do I have it? So this, of course, is due to all the Venom hype. First, and this is also the first Todd McFarlane art done on Spider-Man. Pretty hard to find a 9.82 because of the really flimsy uh, white cover on it. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah. yeah. So I have a 9.8, and it's not signed, and I'm scared to get a crack and signed it to lose uh, oh. to, down to a 9.6. But yeah, yeah this <laughs> first ever Todd McFarlane and first ever cameo. You know, I haven't signed the slab. <laughs> that's, no, that's, a weird very, yeah, no, that's a great book very iconic cover i like the black suit of spider-man you know i don't even know what's that character right there is that the first appearance of oh he's whack character? yeah he's whack. yeah i don't even Nobody know that even character is. first appearance of you know, whack that, yeah, yeah. first appearance of some yeah. guy that's he's got a little mustache just like me right now too <laughs> all right all right so number nine is wolverine number one this is interesting. I did not see this coming. Okay, so here, you know, before we just go off and people start saying, holy shit, it's a hot book. All right. So this book is a combination of slabs that are popular and, and slabs that are popular and cheaper. So obviously, there a lot of them could be sold because they're relatively inexpensive and a hot books. But, you know, it's a nice combination of both. One day, we're going to show you guys like Silver Age and Golden Age. And that, and we'll go back like a month or two months, and that's a more accurate indicator because, you know, those are big boy books. So you can see how much those are selling for. But it's cool that this this Wolverine book, it's also a pain in the ass to find in 9.8. I don't man, know why, I have a copy, but it's ding the shit on the slide. Yeah, on, the on black the cover, cover, a lot of them yeah. were like off-center. There's like a lot of weird yeah. shit going on with this book. Like Wolverine this, number one, man. Yeah, I, so know, I think, you know, I think this book is unique because it's the first appearance of Patch. And That's the right. Pat's Wolverine character is a really cool version of Wolverine. You know, I mean, you've got the Ninja Wolverine, you've got all the different costumes, but the Patch character was pretty cool. Yeah. And first, I, uh, I believe it was the first. The man is that the first Mandrapore too? It might be. I don't know, but yeah. I've got. I've got. I think I've got this full run and stuff like that. It's a fun run. You know what I mean? It's a good run of books. So after this list, we'll give you guys what you know we can gleam off of this information. You know, but you'll see a a, a trend going. What's next? Yeah, I, I'm not surprised about this book after the news dropped. Um, no, not at all. Batman <laughs> three eighty six. Yep. So we dropped the news. What last week or two weeks yeah, ago? Last week. So Birds of Prey is going to be the uh, villain, or excuse me. Uh, the Black Mass is going to be the villain of the Birds of Prey film. Right. Sure enough, since then, this book is this uh, graded copies of Batman 386 have sold 17 times. Hmm. So people jumped on it. What's curious is this is over the last two weeks, because this is the last time we did this list was two weeks ago. Yeah. If I were to do a search over just the last week, this t- the Batman 386 isn't on there anymore. No. So people wow. bought it as soon as, as the news dropped. And I think people cooled down a little bit because they saw that the prices were really kind of elevated pretty high. So, you know, that should well, give you a hint. They'll go snake up all the ones that were on eBay before the news drop. And then they'll hold on to it until we get a trailer or whatever images. Right. And then that's when you're going to see it go crazy. That's yeah, when I'm going to sell my shit. Yeah. No, and if you were following along, I think a guy was selling it for four ninety nine at a nine eight. Yeah, yes, we talked oh, about that sell? last week. Yeah, so I mean, let's look at that. Unbelievable. Well, we, the we, trend look at a uh, post. Look it up, uh, uh, Otto, if you can, while we're doing this, and see let's just see if it's sold. I, 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 my guess is it didn't sell. Yeah, So I'm surprised this book is still hot. I mean, well, no, I'm not. It's uh, Infinity Gauntlet. 
Infin- the, the Infinity Gauntlet that keeps spot. going and going and going, going and it'll going. keep going until Avengers 4 comes out. And until they have completed. The- What's that? Did you get your Steelbook movie? Oh, yeah. I got my Steelbook, man. I did a little video on uh, IGTV that apparently nobody watches. So <laughs> <laughs> I told him uh, I'll tell everybody here in the live chat or uh, on Twitch, on YouTube and on podcast of my little trick that I did for this. Um, so. I didn't pre-order and it was hard to pre-order. And if you went into the store, uh, Best Buy to buy them, they were sold out pretty much first thing in the morning. What I did was I did a, went to bestbuy.com and I, you know, instead of doing shipping, whatever, I said, pick up in store. Boom. They had it waiting for me. When I came at 5 p.m. to pick it up, the guy looked at me like he was, oh, he was, oh man, you really, we sold out at like, you know, 11 a.m. I said, that's right. He's, you know, <laughs> I, this worked a couple of times for me where, my theory is um, the retail side, they keep a few copies in the back for online sales. And so that's why I was still able to pick up one. So it was cool, man. Uh, you know, not much different from the Target version. You know, there's a few different things, but it's the steel case and the cool artwork that's on it. Yeah. Nice. So I'm on uh, eBay right now and the price has dropped significantly. I don't know why. Uh, I definitely saw a 4 dollars I don't think it's sold. There's a bunch of them on right now. For anywhere from buy it now, you're looking at 350s, 375s are best offers, 400. So that guy was definitely jumping on the fever. So, you know, it's out there. I mean, you you pay what you want to pay for it. Hey, man, speculating is all about timing. You can be the best speculator in the world, but it's all about timing, man. I I mean, I think, uh, what is that, CBC, uh, CBSI group, whatever, they're posting on Instagram. And one guy was talking about, you know, they were talking about, uh, this Infinity Wars number two that had the uh, face uh, cover thrown in, and one guy was saying it's going to be worth nothing in a month, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. The key is to flip it, man. To flip it as soon as possible. If you get too enamored with something, you know, you, then you shouldn't be flipping. You know, yeah. if you're hold on to it, then if you like it that much. But if you plan on speculating and flipping it, it's all about timing. Yep. I've seen people put things on eBay with a one day auction. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you don't even want to wait the seven days. They're like, we're doing one day auction. Yeah. Very, very Gary's online right now, and he just says that he feels like 350 out of 9.8 is about the right price. And I mean, he's he's you know a buyer and a seller right there. So I on mean, the Infinity Gauntlet or no, Batman? no, no, on the uh, 386 Batman. I'm a story behind. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go out and buy that book. If I find that book yeah. in a raw, then I'll see what happens. But that's not a book yeah, because buy, it's. So. I wouldn't say the print run is too high. I mean, it's it's about normal print run. There's no obviously there's no variance for the era it came out in. Um, but I think it's one of those books that you can find in a nine eight. Um, right. But you know, but I, but just like any first appearances from the Copper Age, people who start collecting, they just gobble up everything, yep. right? They gobble up everything and they wait. And then this is your prime moment to share. This is your your, your moment to shine, man. Right. Your book is, you just hit the jackpot if you bought 10 of them and speculating <laughs> on it. All right. Okay, so number six on the list is Amazing Spider-Man 361. It's the first carnage. Interesting, first interesting, carnage. interesting. Yeah, uh, a caveat on that is... Um, this book has always been hot. People are just, you know, and it's going to get a little bit hotter because Donnie Cates just announced he's going to be doing a uh, Carnage number one that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. So I believe Carnage died again recently. Uh, um, so Donnie Cates is going to bring him back, and Donnie Cates is the hot writer at Marvel right now. So anything Donnie Cates is doing, uh, there's a cool cover that they show for it. So Venom, Symbiotes, Carnage. It's all the same damn thing, man. There it is. That's a Donny Cates cover. That's pretty sick. For those who aren't seeing, this is the uh, on podcast. Donny Cates, look it up. I forgot what the name of it is. It's like the uh, 
the the rebirth or, or return of Carnage. But you know, for those who don't know, Carnage is the most murderous of the symbiotes uh, compared to Venom. Uh, believe it or not, well, if isn't, you can. Uh, isn't uh, what is his name? Cassidy, Cassidy is Cassidy. He a su- uh, Carnage, serial yeah. killer or something? Yeah, he's a psychopath. Yeah. 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 I'm all in on this book, you guys. This is a one-shot. I'll buy it. I'll read it. I hope it's a good read. So I'd like to check it out. There was a variant cover that they talked about, too. Yep. So, so uh, hey, anything Donny Cates is doing right now, either right. symbiote-related with Null and Venom, anything with Cosmic Ghost Rider, he's hot right now. So anything yep. he's doing. So hint, hint, Lon Lord's the long box auction coming right. up. And some, got some uh, <laughs> stuff for you. All right. So number, number five on our list is X-Men 266. It looks like... Uh... Uh, Gambit is still going. Oh, you know why? Uh, you know what number is this? Number two. This is number five. Yeah. Number five on the list. I think last week it was pretty up there too. X Men Two Sixty Six, the first appearance of Gambit, full appearance. Because if you want to go cameo, then you're talking on Uncanny X Men number fourteen annual. But I'm gonna go with this one. Yeah. Uh, his mama column Clay. I'm a column Clay. Uh, this is X Men Two Sixty Six. Is remember there was the whole Channing Tatum movie and things blew up and then things got down and the movie got thrown away and all this and that well i don't know if you've been paying attention lately but uh, somebody bought something so something else may be happening so that's why this book is picking up again because okay you know as we go through the list i'm going to tell you why but that's right. what's next well up next is number four we have amazing spider-man 252 yep there this we go alien costume yep an auto Yep. Is this something everybody should have in their collection? This is a book that everybody should have in their collection. Absolutely right. Damn Skippy, man. <laughs> Classic, iconic fucking cover, man. Classic, iconic cover. Um, came out in the uh, late 80s. This was, a, you know, I, okay, I'm going to date myself, you guys, when we talk about this. I'm old. I'm, I'm, 84, I'm like older. it says it right there on the screen, man. Yeah, 19, yeah, 1984. So I was 13 years old when this book came out. And when I bought it, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, when this first costume appeared in Secret Wars, you you just you don't like change and stuff like this. And then they came out with this and stuff like that. Um, and this book is standards that stood the test of time. You know, it's hasn't really skyrocketed in price, but it's moving. People are buying it and selling it. And so 33 times, you know, it's it's a tough book. And let me tell and like I've said before, it should be a book in your collection. So there everybody you should have one. And if you want right, to really right. go out and be a, a really good collector. Go and get the Canadian price variant, seventy-five cents. That one is more is harder to get. Okay. And uh, speaking of books, you should have in your collection. Number three on the list is Secret Wars number eight. Look at that! Look, I see, I, I see a trend here. Yeah, right. Here, keep going. Now, my question is, and this is interesting. Uh, there is a third book, isn't there? That is supposedly his first appearance of the costume. Well, there there's the books, Marvel. Right? There's the Marvel team, team up. up. Yeah. And then they also talk about the Marvel Age. Um, I forgot what number that is, where they actually talk about the costume. So there is but a it's controversy. Funny that, that book, it does, no one cares about that book. It's these two. Yeah. Th- I do. This, yeah. Hell, I got, you know what? I have the first Black Spider costume in every of the Spider Man titles. Because remember, Spider Man had like five ongoing like Marvel Peter team Parker. up, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider Man. I, I yeah. forgot what it is. I, I did an Instagram post where I showed the first appearance of everyone. I even showed Web of Spider Man just for shits and giggles, even though, you know, so. It was this one. It was Amazing Spider-Man 252, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man. I forgot what the number is in the yeah. mid-80s or something like that. And yeah, that yeah. one is nobody really cares about that one. But that one, there's the first time his black costume appeared in Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man. Isn't that right. with, uh, black cat is on the cover of that one, right? Yeah, I think exactly. So. In, yeah. 
I just want to state in my opinion, right? In my opinion, whatever. This is the first appearance of the Black Costume Secret Wars because that's what you were buying off the rack. This was the hot title at the time. The Marvel miniseries were going to 12 issues and stuff like that. So this was, as a collector and a kid at the time, this is when everybody was like, oh my God, there's a new costume. Spider-Man is not in the red costume anymore. So, you know. And there was no fine. internet or anything. That was amazing right. how yeah, this, so. like, yeah, man. You know, well, you're, going to, you're going to the Comic-Con saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first appearance. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of red costumes, number two goes to Deadpool. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but, you know, all right. So we all know. So yeah, I don't we all care. know. So what do you think? But, you know, let's look at the amount of times it sold because 45 times. Right. That's amazing, man, because there's a ton of copies out there. Uh, I just happened to I just picked up. A, <laughs> I just picked up a copy, actually. So uh, but mine is raw. So, uh, you know, I got a good deal on it because I had four slab copies. I sold them all for the movie came out and I made a nice chunk of change. I was like, you know, what? that was a good time to buy because the prices have stabilized. Yep. So and what's number one? Well. If you think 45 times in two weeks is a lot, <laughs> how about 67 times? Jesus, unbelievable. And that's Amazing Spider-Man number 300. Right. Uh, and that's spot. right. This book has been hot for a while. It's always been hot, to be honest with you. But ever yeah. since the Venom news came out, you know, say what you will about it. Um, this 67 times sold within two weeks of any grade. Um, I mean, it's still going. I, you know... If, in case you guys don't know, you, on comicsmv.com, you can create a uh, account for free and you can actually add books to your library and you can actually see the price changes. You log into it every day. It'll tell you price has gone up, price has gone down, and it'll tell you a, a total of all your books. It's like almost a stock portfolio of That's all cool. your slabs. Go to comicsmv.com, create an account. It's free. Come on now. Yeah, I, do, I just started using it. Boy, Nelson from comicsmv.com, he just bought a raw copy of Action Comics number one. Yes, you believe did. that? Wow. Uh, it was a gorgeous right. copy, too, man. My oh, God. And, Congratulations, and he MP. posted it on Instagram and he yep. flipped through the pages so you can actually read some of an Action Comics number one. It is really cool. Go on the his pages web, look uh, incredible. And check it out. It's not, know, it's not a tattered copy at all. No. no, no. Tim, do you know that he's selling? He's, there was like, I don't know if I, where I heard this from, but he sold his entire collection to buy yep. that book. Yeah, uh, and somewhere around one hundred forty thousand dollars, I think, was. And what, he had uh, an incredible collection. Both him and his brother driving forward on Instagram. Driving forward, of course, oh, was okay. one of the first pressers on on Instagram. Yes, that's his actual brother. Okay. Both of them have an incredible collection of like Golden Age, Key, right, Silver Age. So, um, but congratulations yeah. to him. So you know that Venom movie is pushing this book, and if you saw the rest of the top ten, it's driven by symbiotes. Symbiotes and the. X-Men and Wolverine books, they're there because Marvel bought up Fox. People right. are starting, and we all seen the prices of Fantastic Four number one and X-Men number one are, you know, no longer affordable in a 3.0. When I say a 3.0 used to be affordable, I mean it was like $2,000. It's right. not that way anymore. No, you're looking at that. And this is funny because I just want to throw this out there. I've been back into the comic book collection for maybe four years now via Instagram and stuff like that. And four years ago when I was looking at these key books, like, an FF1 2.5 3.0 was anywhere from 25 to 3500. Now it's up to 7000. ASM1 is up to 6 7000 at a 3.5. It's just unbelievable. And I, I believe like big time people in the two comma club financially are buying up these books because they see though what's going up. And also, um, I just saw, and I'm sorry I'm off topic right now, but I just saw that a 8.0 Wolverine. 181 just sold for over 5,000 bucks. Wow. And that's wow. huge. You know what I mean? I have, 
either a 7.0 for a 7.5, right? And but when I added it to comicsmv.com, yep. it was um, like a $2,000 book. It's now a $4,000 book. Right? It has doubled in price. So contrary to what you say about Hulk, when it, there's a ton of them out there. Yeah, and people are yeah. buying them up too. That's it's it. a hot They're buying them. That's, that's right. I would I would say Hulk 181 is probably the best investor book that you can buy because it's relatively cheap. When I say investor, you can't really invest in an X-Men 1 or FF1 because right. they're hard to find and they're hard to find in high grade. You can find Hulk 181s in high grades and it's still a great investment for long-term investment. Right. Especially now, Marvel can take a Wolverine character and just take him to the next level. It, mm-hmm. it, it, any, anything is possible now. Then you're seeing that. People are buying Gambit, for God's sakes, because they're huh. saying, once Kevin Feige gets a hold of Gambit, it'll be cool. Right. And, and Feige, we trust. All right. So we're <laughs> off topic. Here we, we go. And Mr. Feige, we together. trust. All right. Mr. Feige, we well, trust. We're talking about Marvel. Um, so there was some news that the Marvel editor-in-chief, uh, CB, I don't even want to try to pronounce Sibolsky. his name. Yeah, yep. spelled it wrong in the notes. I so, said Sibolsky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, he reached out to John Byrne about potential new projects. Yeah, so I think Otto's got uh, 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 something he could add on to this, and we, we can talk about the whole John yeah. Byrne thing. Um, but So this started at a panel um, over at Boston, I think, over the weekend, where, you know, you know, you know, it was basically a panel about John Byrne. So people were asking him what's going on. What are you doing? Um, you know, and his, his run at Marvel ended rather inauspiciously where him and Joe Quesada got into a thing, I think in the early two thousands, right? Right. They just didn't see eye to eye. So John Byrne said he's actually working on a side project. He will never see the light of day where it's called X-Men, uh, Els- X-Men elsewhere. So John Byrne has drawn over 20 pages of it where he's drawing the X-Men characters. He says he's classifying it as a fun side project that he does he doesn't intend to publish, but that as it may, it got the attention of Marvel's editor in chief. When he heard about this, he got an email from CB Sobolski says, love it. Let's talk about this. So John Burns like, I never expected that. So, you know, and there's a picture of him shaking hands with the new editor in chief. And so maybe John Byrne and Marvel will finally make amends yeah. and they'll do something new. I think it'd be cool for nostalgia's sake. I personally, I'm a huge fan of John Byrne. Uh, professionally, I'm in. Personally, he's a bit of an asshole, um, but you know, John Burns got me. What is what got me into collecting? Uh, right. First, Fantastic Four, and then X Men. Um, so I think it'd be cool. I think his artwork is a bit dated, though, because I believe the last thing I saw him do it was he was still doing his style. And I think I saw it in he did an he did his Next Men book uh, yeah. for some independent publisher, and I think I saw the inside of the Star Trek book, and it was still a bit dated. But you know, and I actually have him up there on Mount Rushmore of um, artists writers there's okay. not many of them right mm-hmm. well right. so john Byrne started on fantasy four number 232 where he became full-time penciler and writer and that was books. one of my favorite runs that has the trial of reed richards right. it yeah. has the heroes fighting galactus that's that's john Byrne writing and drawing at the same yeah. time who, who else the first, really does that walt the, samuelson the first um comic like key issue comic book i ever bought ever was uh, X Men one forty one and one forty two, really? Yep, great books, great books. John um, Byrne has got got me into digging in those long boxes because prior to that, I was just buying. I was like in fifth, sixth grade, stealing books off of the shelf at Seven Eleven, and then some. And then uh, some guys sold me some FF books, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And then that's when I went collecting. I really, you know, when you had to go into a comic shop and look for uh, back issues Mm -hmm. that, you know, part of that, I was just buying books off the shelf. So it was like, 
I was in like fifth or sixth grade. I mean, walking into a comic book store was literally walking to a candy store for me. I don't, I can't even explain how I felt whenever, because first of all, I had to like take a bus there or get a ride there. You know what I mean? There was never a comic shop that was just close to me where I could ride my bike to it or anything. It was like, they were all hella far. Not like nowadays, man. Right. I've got five comic book shops within a five mile radius of my house. Oh. That's awesome. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's that. crazy. I, I would tell the story of uh, somebody posted a Witchblade number one book, and I would post the story of how I started digging as an adult for that book. When I drove around the Bay Area looking for Witchblade number one, uh, that'll be in a future episode. But Otto, you had some some things you wanted to bring up about yeah, you know, interesting is, things of Mr. John Byrne. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm from Otto's Grotto, and here I am. Uh, we're up in the Northeast. We're in Connecticut. And uh, John Byrne was going to be at the Fan Expo in Boston. Now, I've never met John Byrne. Like, I've met a lot of, I've met Neil Adams, I've met um, Steranko, I've met a lot of guys, but John Byrne to me is, look, John Byrne did Alpha Flight, right? John Byrne killed another Guardian. Great one, yeah, another great he, one. When he killed Guardian on, in issue 12, like, he blew him up. He, killed he blew him the fuck up. Yeah, yeah his suit short-circuited, ba-boom. John Byrne loved to kill everybody. And, you know, in my, so, I'm just going to say this. So. Um, you know, Jack Kirby and our, my boy Steve Ditko are my favorite originals. But then my Mount Rushmore would probably be Byrne, Cockrum, Perez, and Walt Simonson up there for my Marvel writers, right? So the X-Men line, I know 129, the Dark Phoenix Saga is one of the greatest stories ever told. Alpha Flight and all the characters that he created were just amazing. Um, he killed Vindicator. He created all those great characters, that whole run the hellfire club was just absolutely fantastic the ff run that you talked about was just amazing so i was like my god i have to meet john Byrne. i, ha I have to go do this this is something that i have to do then i heard rumors because john Byrne is a huge star trek fan and that um shatner was going to be there that he wasn't going to really field questions about comic books it was going to be more star trek related it kind of turned me off and this weekend we do have terrific con which is very much closer to me and that's what i'm looking for so I did see a bunch of guys from the IG community go and meet John Byrne. And I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And I saw the picture with him and C.B. Cybulski. And I was like, all right, that's cool. He looks happy and stuff like that. So I, I DM'd. This is, I, I kind of want to say negative, but this is when, like, it kind of sucks when your heroes kind of let you down, you know? And, <laughs> you know, like, we've talked about yeah. that. So that's something. So um, I was on uh, Instagram and uh, Petra, uh, Pete, Rock, Pete Rock Comics. I said to him, I was like, well, what's up with, um, you know, what was it like to meet John? And he goes, John Byrne, he goes, dude, there's a bunch of rules. He goes, there was a bunch of rules that you had to follow. And when I heard it, and I'm going to read it to you guys, I was shocked by all these things. So it said, um, these were the rules. Do not take his picture unless his head is down and signing. No pictures with him directly. He will not sign duplicates. He will only sign in black ink. He will not sign anything he has not drawn. He will not deal with CGC or CBCS. And then he goes, after that, I just walked away because there were too many rules to follow. He goes, I signed my four books and that was it. So, you know, wow. grumpy old man is there what you go. So, um, you know, would I have been content going and, you know, he wouldn't have been shaking my hand. And even I had Stan Lee shake my hand and that was fantastic. Um, to get his signature in that kind of way really kind of put me off. So sometimes your heroes aren't everything they, they should be. And again, He's created so much, and I know the Marvel um, writers and artists, they really were didn't make all the money that they should for all the popularity that they're having, but you know what? Maybe I'll meet him again. If he comes out with another book from Marvel, I'll read it. I appreciated it. You know, He said he's actually nervous in the article. 
because he hasn't written to current times and stuff like that. So, you know, it's one of those things where you take it for what it is and, you know, you get his signature, you get his signature. I appreciate his art. He was huge in my childhood and I appreciate all this stuff that he did at the time, but I'm actually kind of happy I didn't go and meet him because that would have really bummed me out, you know? Yeah. So and, that's just my two cents. <laughs> and he's notorious for that too. Um, and, and this started with him and Chris Claremont. The reason yeah. they stopped is they butted heads. Byrne was really into the story of it when he was plotting it. And he had a disagreement with Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont continued to f- finish it. And John Byrne left right around what? In the 140, so 143 yeah. maybe? 143. Yeah. Um, and even on John Byrne's forum, he has a bunch of John Byrneites that are just total assholes, right? They yeah. like defend him. There's a, there's a, he doesn't do any social media, but there's a Twitter account that says John Byrne says things. John Byrne says absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And it's like weird. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. And I think some of the NY warriors can corroborate the story or perhaps uh, uh, tell it better than I in the live chat that in, uh, I believe it was NYCC last year when he was promoting the Star Trek book, yep. the rules were, He's only signing Star Trek books. If you want him to sign something else, you have to buy the Star Trek book and have that one. And you can only get one book after that. And so that was your chance to get like an X-Men book signed. Yeah. And uh, my boy, Annie, Manny NYC, he actually has um, slabs of it, yellow labels, because he's a CBCS facilitator. So I don't, you know, like uh, who else is sour on CGC now? Like Jim Starlin or Starlin whoever? for sure. Yep. They I'm going to be say him. whatever yeah. the fuck they want to. But if you're a facilitator and a witness, you guys both come up and he doesn't, and you walk away, you got yourself a yellow label. They can't say anything about it. That's yeah. nothing. It has nothing to do with them. What they're saying is, if you walk up with a guy wearing a CGC shirt, they'll probably say no. Right. But there's ways of doing it. And for those on listening, I'm winking my eyes. <laughs> so yeah, right. If you know wing, a facilitator, so it always takes two, right? It takes a facilitator and a witness. So either one of them or both of them, just, you know, pretend like you guys are fans. You guys stand, hey, can you sign right. this for me? And walk off and do your thing. Get your slab on my boy and, and Manny NYC, you guys. He has some. Like uh, said at the beginning of the show, loopholes, ladies and gentlemen. Loopholes. Loop, that's, that's what we're right. here for. We're for, for the veteran collectors. Right. So sorry for the new people to collecting. But, you know, we're for the people that are, you know, greedy capitalist pigs like they say in wall <laughs> greed street greed for lack of a is good greed right. is good so you know and you know what that, those john burns signatures i i they're rare because you yeah. just can't find them i mean especially slab copies right they're not going right. to find them and you could probably find 100 copies of star trek signed but you're not going to find like i would get to me i would get x-men 137 signed death oh, of phoenix i Boom. sold yeah. a, i sold a john burn um uh iron fist number two at our auction our last auction there you go. It, so, it's it's, lucky it's rare. So that's it. So uh, if you guys see John Byrne, yep. shake his hand, and then uh, maybe you can mail the sweat over to Otto over here. So yes, can, really, they're trying to shake his hand because I mean, just look, I mean, come on, buddy, pick your head up, acknowledge who I am. I'm a fan. We are fans. Right. I understand you're an artist, but we we have gotten you to where you should be. We appreciate yeah. your stuff. My God, man, unbelievable. Oh, news break. Anyway. TJ Watson in the live chat said Starlin is signing CGC again. Shock. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fight the system, Mister Jim Starlin. Uh, that's true. Anyway, so, what's the next right. story, Ryan? Basement dwellers have struck again. Basement uh, dwellers. What are those basement dwellers? Those uh, soilos? What are they now? What is this I don't know code speak you talk They're about? Asshole. We talked about assholes yeah. in the last segment. They're right. assholes. Um, yep. Apparently, Ruby Rose, our new Batwoman, quit Twitter over angry tweets from nerds. Oh, this is just Jesus Christ, fanboys. Get over it. Just stop. stop. Just stop. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. 
This one is. I'm sorry to all nerds. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, I retract that statement. That was insulting. These people are are fucking. I don't know. What what do you call knuckle dragging troglodytes? Yes, I agree. I agree with you on that. Basically, people are just tweeted at her, just all kinds of horrible shit. That you know, one they go. Why are you getting a straight person to play gay characters? Well, she came out and said, I came out of the closet when I was 12 years old. She's been a lesbian for a long time. Okay. And then they say, well, she's not gay enough. Wow. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And then they go, well, Batwoman is a Jewish character. She's not Jewish. Like, holy. Uh, It's idiotic. So she had to quit Twitter. I mean, this is, it's becoming a trend where, you know, and you know, Certain people who have large Twitter accounts, they learn to just kind of, you know, exit out of there. And there's right. certain groups, and I'm probably going to get some shit for this like I got last time, but I won't name them. But they have an army of trolls. Mm-hmm. And you can look in one of my videos and see the amount of negative comments that I got. These people love to just rile people up. And you know what? They are basement dwellers because you rarely see their faces. They don't have their, their own content. They're troll accounts. Literally nobody's. You don't know what they look like, right. sound like, anything. And this poor girl just got, you know, probably the part of her career. I just saw her in Meg. She was, you know, she's hot actually. You know, yeah. I just saw her in Meg, not bad at all. You know, she's uh very cool. She was a little scientific lady in uh, that Megalodon movie with uh, Jason Statham. Jason yeah. Statham literally <laughs> fights a giant prehistoric shark in that movie. <laughs> I was, this is good. Only be good. Um, you know what? I, I have AMC uh, A plus the A list pass. You can now see these movies, and it doesn't hurt your buck. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, Twenty dollars a month, I can see three movies a week. So, I normally probably wouldn't see them in Meg, but right. I saw it, and I saw it in Dolby for, and I saw it for free. But she was in that. But it's just a shame that yet another actor or actress. It's silly. Either they're gay, they're not gay enough. They're straight. They're not straight enough. Uh, one of my favorite idiots on uh, the internet is a, um, a movie reviewer blogger on YouTube named Grace Randolph. This woman is is truly she's stupid. Uh, she makes me dumber just listening to her. Real, literally, I start misspelling shit, mispronouncing shit just listening to her speak. The dribble that she came out of her mouth this week, Grace Randolph and the weird people that follow her. She's on YouTube, by the way. She's a movie reviewer. Apparently, she used to write comic books, but she likes she's just she's just dumb. She's a hater, right? She's just a so hater. So she came out and complained about Lady and the Tramps casting because it was gender bending, and now it's animal bending apparently because uh, Tessa Thompson, who was of course um, in Thor, right? She's African American. Yeah. She got bent out of shape because. Because Tessa Thompson was a black woman who was going to be playing a white dog. She was going to be. Get the fuck out of here. You're not, you're joking. And then she goes, uh, Benedict Wong, who was, of course, uh, in uh, Doctor Strange and he was Avengers, right? He he played Wong. Well, he's from the UK. He's a British actor. He's going to be playing a British bulldog in Lady and the Tramp. Mind you, this is a live action movie, but they are animated CG characters. So they're just voice acting. So she goes, so now the British bulldog is an Asian British bulldog. I was like, I tweeted at her and I actually said, you do realize that um, um, he's a UK, he's a British actor that's going to be voicing a dog. So basically he's still a British bulldog who just happens to be Asian because guess what? Asians can be British, American, Australian, all kinds of stuff. So I was, she got in a lot of trouble. Bart Simpson is voiced by a woman. 
So now right. she's complaining about, you know, news, news dogs alert. gender swapping because they had a male dog instead of a female dog. And it's just ridiculous. Grace Rod, no. Uh, you're, you're the asshole of the week. Thank you. But, uh, on to the right. next one. No, but hold on. I want to ask Ryan, I want to ask Ryan about this. Ryan, you're a huge Batman fan and stuff like this. Like, doesn't this like this is a great character I to come on the character. TV? Yes, it's going to be perfect, right. and they casted it great. I think yeah. this is going to be um, what I'm, what I would like to see. I I don't know how many people have read the Fifty Two when when Fifty Two came out. DC it was a weekly. It was Fifty Two issues. All the main yep. superheroes went away it was uh, after infinite crisis yep, no i, I read i got those all things. the c or not even c list it was like d and z z list uh superheroes had to um come in and that that was the first appearance of batwoman and it yeah. was an awesome story right no, she this... was cool and um there was an animated film that came out it was it was heavily based on damien uh but she was badass in that too. Yeah, I like the whole red flow. I hope they give her a wig, man. It has the red flowing yeah, hair because that's part of her costume, right? Right. The, the, the red costume. hair. Yep. Yeah. The red hair. The costume that 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 um that cover is iconic. And you know what, people, give this a chance. Don't hate on it before it even comes out. Like this is the problem, and you just you just sit there and you just troll through the stuff and just hate on these people. You know what? They're actors. They're people like you know. They come out. They want to just you know, make something that's great for fans like us. And then you're just ruining it. And it's just terrible, you know, and even for like, you know, Tim always talked about like fanboy fight club, how far, how tough it was to come out and argue something in front of everybody. So like, it's very hard to put yourself out in the public's eye. And then when you sit back and you, you just, you're faceless and you just throw out horrible things, it's lousy. And you know what? You're terrible people for doing that. That's just my two cents. So yeah, you're a bunch I'm probably going to hate it on that. So uh, all right. Assholes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. Want to be a man, put the content, put your face up there, and talk yep. that shit in person. So there's uh, rumors running around the Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, or not Homecoming. Um, home Again, uh, what's home it called? Again, home Again. Uh, Just stop or Far it. From Home, Just, whatever the hell it's called. squash this rumor. Spider-Man. Anyway, home. I'd like to tell you it's Craven. I'd like to tell you it's Chameleon. I'd like to tell yes, you it's I would anybody. like you to tell me that. But Hydro-Man? Hydro-Man. 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 And you know what? This is the genesis of a rumor segment of the show where um, so Tom Holland posted a video on the set of the upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming sequel, where in the background, there was a, uh, a stunt actor getting hit by water. So immediately people ran and because there was a rumor, I think that started uh, even a few months before that Hydro Man was going to be part of it. And uh, yeah, so just because an, a stunt man gets doused in water doesn't mean that Hydro Man's going to be in it. That's just like saying if I step in a sandbox and the Sandman's going to be in a film. You know, that's getting a little bit carried away. But if he is, hey, more power to it. But it'll be like um, a minimal role, like the Shocker, right? right? One of the Shockers. There was well, a member. There was a main Shocker and a book Shocker. Isn't he on the cover of a issue, like a good one, like two twenty nine or two ninety nine or three hundred or three hundred one? he's like hydro man on the cover i think he's like there's a guy that's all like coming up he, he looks like he's like melting or yeah, I forget what cover it, it is it's but one i think it's one of those venom covers i mean at universal studios here in orlando in orlando florida like they have a spider-man ride and hydro man is one of the main characters but villains in the movie and you get sprayed by him and stuff like that but yeah, i don't know if this boat? is yeah, you're kind of in a butt, but I don't know if this is even plausible. This is He's like going to go this... all the way over to Europe just to fight Hydro Man. Yeah. <laughs> stop, 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 stop with the Hydro Man. I actually looked it up on eBay today um, just to see what it was going for. There were no 9.8s. And the fact that I'm actually looking for a 9.8 Hydro Man or just even see what it's priced for, 
are just, are there a lot of people bidding on? I mean, no, there was surprised. a few. There was a few. Um, there was a few. Whatever. Uh, there were a few like mid grade books. There weren't many CGCs, but our boy Dennis, aka Four Comics, if you check out his Instagram post, he has three of them at nine eights. And I said, "Did you gobble them all up?" And he goes, "No, somebody else did." So I don't know what people are waiting to do, but come on, Marvel, DC. We have our Marvel. Sorry about DC. Marvel has so many more Spider-Man rogues to do than Hydro Man. We can get better than that. So please don't do that. Okay. All right. Next, let's squash <laughs> that shit. Well, rumor alert as well. This is we're continuing the rumor mill. Um, it looks like there's rumor that Marvel TV and Marvel Studios are planning on or thinking about combining or merging in 2019. This could open up potential new shows or uh, new development projects. And the rumor starting with uh, New Warriors. Well, it's kind of started, uh, what's interesting is there's two places that ran with this. Reddit ran with it, and then uh, Comic Book Cast ran with it, um, which is a prominent YouTube channel, actually. A lot of the stuff they say is real. So um, it's interesting is because, remember, they used to both be under the same roof. And then the fallout happened with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. waiting for Winter Soldier to come out. And that's when Feige was frustrated with it, went to Bob Iger and said, look, I want to take the movie studio and I just want to report to you. I don't want to deal with any of this other stuff with Ike Perlmutter. Because Ike Perlmutter then took over the TV shows, the comic books, the video games and everything. And Marvel Studios ended up just being the cinematic universe. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of held in limbo because if you know... Kevin Feige is still the producer of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, you know, I think it's in perpetuity. If you become producer at first, then it, your name is attached to it always. Just like John Favreau is producer on pretty much every Marvel film that Iron Man is in because he he was uh, made the first one. Okay. So it's kind of interesting the way they give these credits out. But it started on Reddit, and it makes sense. Mar- I'll read you uh, verbatim what it says, and then we can go over it. Uh, so this started on a TV born in 4chan, and then it's been over to Reddit. And they're saying somebody from within the studio said, the Marvel TV higher-ups are trying to use the upcoming Fox merger as a way to reorganize the entire division to back to under Marvel Studios like it originally was in 2000, until 2015, which is why some Marvel shows like Agent Carter, Wolverine, and the X-Men are actually produced by Kevin Feige. Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men obviously is the animated show. Um, and uh, the way from was produced by Kevin Feige and away from Marvel Entertainment, Ike Perlmutter. So Marvel Entertainment is everything else, all the comic books, all the video games, all the animated shows, and all the TV shows that you see that uh, Jeff Loeb is a part of, like on Netflix, right? So as a result, Marvel's temporarily been stagnated on creating and releasing new Marvel shows. If you notice, outside of what they already had going with uh, Coke and Dagger, uh, The Runaways, and some Netflix stuff, that pretty much everything else has kind of been quiet. And what Ryan said is, New Warrior's been ready to launch for a while now, and they've been shopping it around because, you know, apparently one wouldn't take it. So let's remember that. New Warriors is ready to go. So uh, it's been stagnant in creating and releasing new Marvel shows that weren't already in development or greenlit prior to the merger, i.e. all the titles I just told you about. Until the situation is sorted out, meaning the situation with Marvel and Fox. Uh, That is why Marvel can make a new season, say, of Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Jessica Jones, and why New Warriors is still stalled on the launch pad. As for that show, it's likely going to end up on the new Disney-controlled Hulu, right? Because now that Disney has a streaming service, or I'm, my guess is it could end up, uh, New Warriors could end up on Disney streaming service because D- Hulu is moving away from 30-minute um, sitcoms. All the stuff that they had before, you notice they're more like one-hour shows now. So they're moving away from that. 
The reason you move away from 30-minute sitcoms is if you have more advertising dollars, right? If you have an hour show, you have more places to put commercials right. in. So remember that. Disney's upcoming streaming services is 2BG13 are family-oriented for some of the language that's in the pilot. So a lot of people saw the language uh, of the New Warriors, and it's actually adult theme. Um, so it's not a kiddie uh, comedy as a lot of us thought it would be. Um, so though they could bleep it out like Parks and Rec or The Office style and make it available here and there, or on a broad light, uh, or on a broadcast network like ABC, but it'd have to be later in the, you know, they come put it at 8 p.m. and it'd have to be closer to 9, 9.30 p.m., like the more adult-themed sitcoms that you see on the big um, three or four channels that they are now. Freeform is actually moving away from half-hour comedies. And while they are interested in pursuing more Marvel shows after the success of Cloak and Dagger, New Warriors will not be one of them. That show will probably be airing early to mid-2019 when the merger is finalized. What this says is, essentially, Marvel is thinking this is a way that we can move the stuff away from Ike Perlmutter because it'll be a new agreement now. So Ike Perlmutter, Marvel Entertainment, will still probably be in charge of the Runaways, Poke and Dagger, and some of the Netflix stuff. But when the Netflix contract is up, you probably won't see anything going that way. And it's all moving in one location to Disney streaming well, or Hulu streaming. Makes sense. Makes sense. And what this, how this is interesting for us is, I think it makes sense, is we hopefully will get uh, better quality and more crossovers. Yeah. Kevin Feige will control them all. Everything, well, I mean, he's not going to be in the minutiae of everything, but he can name the producers and they all sit together and they can figure out who can cross platforms or what. You can get Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on whatever, and he can have characters crossover just like in the comic books or just like in the movies. Maybe uh, ancillary characters. Maybe Spider-Man will pop up in a fucking TV show. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, my God. Right? Spider-Man showing up. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. So that's the latest rumor. We'll see if it happens. But it is kind of curious why New Warriors hasn't come out yet. Because mm -hmm. from all people who've seen the pilot in the back, they're saying it's funny. It's great. They can't wait for it. They've been shopping around. People are interested. But they haven't pulled the trigger. And I think maybe... Because they Marvel knew that they were buying Fox, they were going to get Hulu, and they had a controlling share, and they got their new Disney streaming service. So right. let's see what happens. I think a lot of stuff is going to be going down as soon as this agreement is penciled out, and they sign, the, it's, it's, it's official, and they sit back and they see all the things that they own. They can figure out, okay, this is going on our Disney streaming service. Hulu is a bit uh, adult. We can put our adult streaming services over here. Disney will keep under the Mickey umbrella of family-oriented stuff. Because, look, you're going to be having... Disney classic cartoons from the 40s to 50s right. and 30s, Snow White, you know, Dumbo, all that stuff on the streaming service. I don't think you want a kid to accidentally click on Deadpool 2 and see right. a dick joke. You know right. what I mean? Right, yeah. But perfect for Hulu, right? Yeah, I wonder if they're going to like subcategorize that. So like you're going to have your Disney XD, you're going to have your Disney family, you're going to have your this, your that. So look, they're going to do it right. It's Disney. Well, Freeform they have the used technology. to be Disney family. I mean, Freeform is very adult. Uh, right, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So they got Freeform, they got the ABC proper, but now, that, remember... They also got the FX channel. Right. Yeah. So there's a man. They got a ton of avenues for to put their content. They got sure. a ton of content. They're going to have a ton of money to create <laughs> new content for all these characters we saw on our top 10 list. You know, so bring it on. Like, it's the great time to be a geek. You it know, really is. there's going to be really new is. prices on Moon Knight and Blade. I can just see it right now. <laughs> so, yeah, that books, those books have gotten quiet. So, Everett, I hear that there's some news from a. Um, a galaxy far, no, far away. No, it's not even no, a galaxy no, far away. It's, no, it's, that's it's right. The final, it's the final, frontier. The final frontier. Yes, there is huge news on the final frontier. So, um, 
this is a very funny story and thank you guys for listening to what I'm going to say right now. And if you give me a bunch of thumbs down, I apologize, but I am a star Wars fan and I am a star Trek fan also. Okay. So I don't know what Let's that not means. Forget the fanboy fight club, star Trek win over star yes, Wars. Ladies right, and gentlemen. Absolutely. Which, you know, like I, I told you guys many times I had to watch Jedi a bunch of times before I get my force back. So there was a star Trek convention. Yes, there was one. And, um, I've been to a few of them back in the day. And they were in Las Vegas. They were a lot of fun. And I've met a lot of great actors. But Patrick Stewart. So for you guys that don't know, that, that for all my Trekkies out there, CBS All Access, which is their streaming channel, like every channel has now, just did Star Trek Discovery. Um, and I wasn't really paying attention to it, but I have an augmented fire stick, and I was able to find it. And it was really like I'm watching it right now, and you've got Klingons, you've got Star Trek, you've got the Mirror Universe. But at the Star Trek convention, They said that Sir Patrick Stewart, who has been knighted, will return as Captain Picard in a new Star Trek series on CBS All Access. Now, it was very funny because I was talking to one of my good friends, my co-host on Three Men in the Basement, Roger Lebeck, and little did I know that he was a Star Trek fan and he enjoyed Patrick Stewart on The Next Generation. And we all know that Patrick Stewart also played a great Professor X. You know, the man is 78 years old. Very, very talented, and so Patrick Stewart. My favorite production by him is the video on YouTube with him stoned with his girlfriend. <laughs> That's very funny. So this is going to be a different uh, show than the current um, Star Trek show. You're yes, going to be yeah. giving him a, a no uh, Star Trek, the old generation, I guess you could say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the old generation. The old gen- no, it's going to be like that movie where those old. What was it? Uh, Space Cowboys. Space, yeah, Space Cowboys, where I'll go to space. Yeah. No, you know, I don't know too much about it. I know they did cast a young actor to play Mr. Spock. Um, I don't know where he's going to land in it. But see, what's very unique about the Star Trek universe is time travel, the mirror universe, um, all that stuff is very relevant. And there are, um, it's all canon to the Star Trek storyline um, as far as bringing things together. So Patrick Stewart will. I believe he's going to be like some type of admiral and he's going to be on a ship and that ship is going to, something's going to happen and he's going to have to take control of the ship. But I wonder if it's going to bring all the other actors um, from the Star Trek universe, Brent Spiner, who played data, Jonathan Franks, who played number one, if they're going to um, Marina Sirtis, who played counselor Troy, she uh, still looks one, good. She yeah, still she, looks good, right? Tim? I googled her like not too long ago because you know you get on one of those weird websites to go. You won't believe what they look like now. And you just yeah. click on it and you're like, oh wow, she still looks good. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see what they're doing. I believe um, CBS All Access is doing it right. Uh, Star Trek Discovery. All my Trekkie friends out there, give it a watch. It. It's really good. It takes place. Just so you know, Star Trek Discovery takes place before Kirk is captain of the Enterprise. Um, it also Christopher Pike becomes the captain. So. And it's when the Klingon Empire um, is not united. So in this, not to give you too much about it, but they unite the Klingon Empire. And if you like Star Trek, you've got to love Klingons. They're the ultimate warriors. They are great battlers. Actually, the special effects are really good on it. Yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. So you want the bad news now with Star Trek? Yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) The bad news is uh, on the big screen, they they try to get um, Chris Evans and Chris Pine. Yeah, uh, for the next uh, Star Trek cinematic version, mm-hmm. and they both declined. So right. back to the drawing uh, board for the the JJ Abrams. It, it just just let it die. It's just like yeah, it's so far between films now that people lose interest. You know what I mean? I right. mean, if they were to keep them every two years, every three years, but when was the last 
uh, the, the con movie that came out with Doctor Strange in it. Yes. Oh, oh, that was oh Star Trek Beyond. That was a great movie. <laughs> yeah, but that was like what? No, but they did one after. Four that. years they, ago. Yeah, years no, they ago. did. They did one after that, and uh, no, it, no, that was the f- the first one. Uh, didn't have Benedict Cumberbatch in it. The second one did. I thought the second, the one, second one. There wasn't, a, and then they did another the third. They, they did a third, did one, a third who was, one. Yes, yes. See, that's funny. They did a third one, and it was the, the director of the guy who did the um the Fast and the Furious and. I try to block that one out. So there was oh, a third one. on the alien planet with the yeah. uh, karate chick and the white yes. face and everything. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the weird, uh, yeah, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. Well, they're not just coming out with them fast enough. And I liked those characters. I liked that casting as far as a Star Trek um, group. Um, I liked the Mr. Spock. You know, what's his name passed away? One of the characters who played uh, Chekhov. He died, you know, in a tragic accident and stuff like that. So um just move on let's you know as star trek as trekkies we can move on we'll just take the next chance so the next the next generation is captain picard coming back to save the universe so yeah and they need that because throughout the 80s and 90s there was always a star trek tv show that kept people interested in making a star trek movie right not since star trek discovery there hasn't been a star trek show in quite a while so you need to build up that fan base so that you know because Trekkers, Trekkies are getting yep. old. They need to yeah. create new fans. And that's so right. the only way to do that is create new shows. And then people was like, hey, this would be cool on the big screen. And that's what's said to, you know, people, all the Trekkies that got older in the, in the early 80s, that's what, you know, Captain Kirk, they were still young. Let's make a movie. All right, right let's do it. And it was, but now it's like too far in between the losing interest. There's a lot of mm-hmm. ton of other science, uh, sci-fi properties out there. So they need to get, Absolutely. they need to create new Trekkies. Yep. To bring them all in. So there you go. All right. I'm great. Thank you very much for the Star Trek well, episode. <laughs> well, hey, from uh, from the final frontier to a galaxy far, far away, we've got rumor of an episode nine appearance, possibly. Jabba? Spoiler. Um, well, it's a rumor. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but there was a set photo apparently from episode nine where a, a hut is involved. Not Jabba the Hut. It was right. some other hut. It was a descendant of Jabba the Hut. So uh, what that's cool is it kind of ties Episode Nine to the original trilogy, right? So now you have a villain, and that's J.J. Abrams doing fan service once again. He's in bring introducing you new characters with a familiar tone to it. What do you guys think? I'm down. I, I like the Huts. I'd like to see more. I, I yep. I'm hoping for uh, a second Han Solo movie where he goes to the you know where that's where we get that's the movie we get to see. Right, that's where you find out about mm-hmm. the um the life. But yeah, I'm no, down. I'm down. Yeah. Give me more. Oh. Give me more Star Wars, man. Yes, I'm, bring I'm it on. Bring it on. One person. Well, you're probably not going to find a ton of news because I don't know how J.J. Abrams does it, but he is it's quiet super secretive with all of his projects rarely does anything leak i mean if you remember the force awakens there was hardly no, anything nothing. i mean star wars in general is pretty good at uh keeping all their, their secrets but uh you know so we'll see how angry fanboys react to uh seeing uh, a hut that's not a giant puppet or you know eating frogs or some shit but right, right. it's kind of cool man and you know it would be interesting to see how he's involved if he's still the the the, the gangster that he is um you know i, I I believe the huts were referenced in the Han Solo movie as well, the original mm-hmm. Jabba the Hut. Because yep. I remember Han Solo's like, I got to, hey, I know somewhere we can go, right? He was mm-hmm. telling Chewie, and that's where he gets the debt, the Jabba the Hut that you he refers to in um, episode four. Yeah. So that's cool how, that they can link this through. And it's got to be, I'm assuming he's still a gangster. I guess the picture is of 
Uh, his name is Rito the Hut or some I don't know what the fuck his name is. Pizza the Hut. It could be Nerdvision. Um, so he, he's uh, he's got I believe Ray or excuse me. He's got Finn and uh, Tico Rose bounded by chains. So that's another callback to Leia being held in chains mm-hmm. for Return of the Jedi. So that's kind of neat. Right? The way they you know if I mean you know maybe we'll see Finn in a metal bikini as really go full <laughs> circle on it all. Right. That's, yeah. Right. That'd really uh, piss off the people would do about gender bending, oh, right? Man, yeah. I don't know if this don't is any joke co- about that. My head hurts already. <laughs> I, I'd like to see the huts go back. You know, the huts the, in the Star Trek uh, universe and the Star Trek mythos, the huts were gangsters. They were very powerful individuals, and yep. uh, I don't know too much. You know, it was like one in a thousand end up like Jabba or something like that. But Rada the Hut, that's his name. Thanks, JLS Comics. Not of the Hut, right? Rada R O Rada Rada the Hut. Yeah. I don't know if you guys follow um, John Tyler Christopher as an artist, but John Tyler Christopher is a great artist, and he's the one that yep. does a lot of the, the action figure variants. Yeah, the action figure variants. And if you go on his website right now, he is releasing a. This is the first time he's doing it. It's a. Um, it's a fold out. I'm trying to. It's a fold out co- version of the comic book, and it's Jabba the Hutt with Salacious Crumb as the actual action figure. Um, and I definitely don't believe that there's no coincidence between this and that. There we go. That's it. Um, so that's going to be the issue and you can get it on his website. You have to pre-order it. There's only going to be about 3000 of them that he's going to print. But to me, that's great. That's Ooh. very iconic, you know, to me as a Star Trek, a Star Wars fan. Um, that's definitely revenge of the Jedi. I remember showing it to my oldest son who's 12 now when he was like five and six, he had to turn this off because Jabba the Hutt was a very scary individual. He was. So you know, explain we, it to people who are on the podcast. Yes. Remember, people can't see. Right, it. people can't see it. So this is a Star Wars cover. Uh, it's a Star Wars action figure variant. Where when you fold it out, it's going to be the entire book from front and back cover is going to be Jabba the Hutt as an action figure with Salacious Crumb, you know, his little sidekick next to him in a little bubble. So it so looks the horizontal. Like, it's a it's it's a horizontal cover, meaning it's a sideways cover. Yes, that's what um, I'm trying to say. Like on some variants, it's a sideways cover. I don't know if the whole book will be sideways, but the variant is basically, you know, a sideways cover because Jabba's so fat. The whole so book I'm, will be yeah. sideways if you turn it sideways, Tim. Uh, well, only the cover sideways. I'm saying you read it in normal fashion because uh, there are some comics that you have to read the entire yeah. thing through. We're trying to describe it as much as we can. It's Star Wars 51. And Jai Tyler Christopher has an interesting thing with uh, Marvel where he actually owns some of these. I wonder if this is going to be one of the ones that he owns that he asked. Like, yeah, because this is one of his, Boba Fett. Yeah, this is one of his exclusives. So, if oh, you go so on this his, one's going to be worth a penny. This is going to be worth a penny then. Yeah, this is definitely something. And then on his website, um, you can, you know, you can get versions, different versions of it. But I'm going to pre-order this. This is really cool. You know, like I, I'm a Star Wars fan, a Star Wars fan. The figures and stuff like this brings it back to my childhood. And, and if you actually spend five minutes on a website, you can understand how Jabba was so large and fat how he had to change the dimensions of Jabba to make him fit the actual cover. So, uh, yeah, because you think about it, that's, you know, I mean, it makes sense why he's having a, a horizontal curve uh, cover right. as opposed to vertical. Yeah, um, you, you can't put him up there. The guy eats too many whatever he eats. I don't know. So anyway. I won't lie. I, I probably have 20 Star Wars action figure variant covers. Love them. Love the book. Uh, I have all the original characters. I yep. had Boba Fett and Han Solo, and I sold those because those yep. were hot at the time. So I, I don't have those anymore. There's the black and white uh, Luke one that's hot as well. Some of the he has yeah, yeah. some of the variants are obviously he does other ones for Marvel too. Like anything that you see that looks like a toy cover. That it, yeah. I mean, 
I posted a picture of it and somebody actually said, Oh, where'd you get that action figure? <laughs> no, it's just, no, it's not. It's a big, <laughs> it's a book. Yeah. Right. So they're pretty cool, man. So that's interesting. So you know, like I said, there's always a reason they do things. Why would they yeah. put Jabba the Hutt in the cover? Yeah. If not, they're going to tease some type of Hutt. That's right. That's Star Wars 51, John Tyler Christopher. And I think you can do it on from his website and follow him on Facebook, John Tyler Christopher. Because a lot of times he'll, he'll announce the orders on Facebook and they sell out really quickly. Yeah. Make he sure he just started posting on Instagram right now. He's He doesn't, he doesn't, if you look on his website, he's got like 51 posts on Instagram. So. I don't even know if he can draw anything else besides that because I, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's all he seems to do. I mean, he right. does it well. I mean, hell, when you're good at it, you know, you stick with it. So, if I was an artist, I would be a variant artist. Yep. I wouldn't even like. I, I don't want to do internals. That's too much work. Right. All right. All right. That's it, boys and girls. We ran a little late, an hour and twenty minutes, and I'm still getting called for work. But let's wrap this up. Otto, any last words? Yeah, um, thank you very much for you know uh, for watching us tonight. Uh, just let you know what's going on with Three Men in a Basement. Three Men in a Basement has our New Year's Eve this weekend. We have Terrificon here up in Connecticut. Um, I two things. What's going to go on? I I'm getting a box tomorrow, a CGC box tomorrow. I've got ten variants in it that I've had it graded, all modern books. Um, I do have to work tomorrow night, so I might do an emergency showing because I can't hold on to these books very long without cracking them open. So look on YouTube. If you see something, I might be on around 11 o'clock Eastern time. Also this weekend coming up um, is our Terrificon, and I'm going to do a pirate YouTube radio channel kind of thing um, around 10 o'clock or between nine and 10 o'clock from the casino. I don't, I'm going to do it out in the lobby. I don't know if their Wi-Fi is going to be strong enough to have it, but I've got my buddy Nemesis prime coming up. Um, I think Dennis, AKA four comics is going to be around. So we're going to do a little pirate radio from the hotel and we should have there a good go. viewing for that. So look out for that and just look out for our website or my check out my Instagram page all week because terrific on to me is like my Christmas. It's a huge con. Um, a lot of great artists. I'm looking forward to meeting Jim Starlin. Um, Roy Thomas is going to be there. Um, Denny O'Neill is actually going to be there, which is pretty cool. Neil Adams, of course. So just check my pages. I'm going to be out there. Yeah. This I'm uh, this weekend. Yeah. Nice. So, uh -oh. I'm right. saving up some coins. I'm getting some ready books for it. Yeah, I, I might. Yeah, I might have to send you some books. Yeah, the FedEx because Matt it's Neil Adams, quick, so. uh, Denny O'Neill signature. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, and I just, I just, I just, I just found out that I never realized that um, Denny O'Neill was a recovering alcoholic, and um, not that it really means anything to anybody. I don't even you know why I'm saying. Yeah, no, I don't even want. Well, I, if I'm <laughs> drinking, I don't want to be like, "Hey, dude, can you sign this for me?" And I'm whatever, because I will be at a casino having a great time. So, yeah, check out Three Men in the Basement this weekend. We got a lot of stuff going on, and uh, you know, this has been a great time hanging out with you guys. So, thank you very much. All right, thanks for joining us, Ryan. Last words? Hey, man. As always, thanks for watching. We really appreciate it. Um, look, looking forward. Uh, I think I announced it on my last haul video, so I'll say it now. September eighth. We're going to be doing an auction, Lords of Longbox auction. So mark that on your calendars. We'll get all the details probably a week prior. Um, we'll do a we'll do a little uh, quick video to show you what we got. And uh, until then, all right. I think September eighth can work. I think Great Legends auction is the first and third month or Saturday of every month. So we're on the second Saturday. I think we're good. So there you go. We put it our. We put it in there. We'll do. Uh, that's still a long way away. Well, yeah, actually, no, two weeks. No, it's but it's, uh, I, I may have a dealer friend of mine that might be giving me some books, so there might be some good stuff. I'll 
I'll, I'll keep you guys posted for sure. Well, don't tell people because then they're going to be trying to do all kinds well, of what stuff. What do you mean, don't tell people? No, I just say they're yours. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what people to be side busting on. They're just like, yo, these are mine. Take them or they are mine or if they're anyone's i'll auction them shits for you don't think yeah we're gonna do it cut. later uh too because i think uh, starting at 3 p.m pacific we uh i think a lot of the west coast cats are still out and about i figure i've seen the auctions that start later on saturday evenings get more viewership so we're gonna start you know probably the same time as everybody else does like uh, uh 9 p.m eastern 10 p.m eastern and just run till midnight you know eastern time and then this way we get People just coming home from uh, whatever on Easter and people stay home on Saturday nights. But, you know, and then when we started at 6 and 3 p.m. Pacific, I, th- I think that was a little bit too early. So I think we'll get more viewers, you know, uh, if we do it later tonight. Uh, once, once the video posts, tell us what, you know, what you think. Uh, if you're on podcast, uh, follow us on Lords of Longbox on YouTube, on Twitch. Unfortunately, you're going to have to come on a YouTube uh, if you want to be part of the auction, because that way we can see your bids in the live chat. Um, this way we keep them all in one place. Uh, so we probably won't be streaming that onto Twitch, but you Twitch people are more than welcome to come. Just look on uh, YouTube and look for Lords of the Longbox, and we're going to be posting videos. Also, we try to post videos a week or two in advance to show what books that we'll be putting up for auction. And Otto, if you got some books you want to get rid of, you can uh, more than yeah. welcome to join the auction, man. I appreciate that. Let me see what I got. I got to go digging in long boxes to see what I got. Ah, yeah. right, there. He just said it. I don't have to say it now. Peace out. Oh, okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Thanks for everybody for joining us on Twitch, on YouTube, and uh, look for us. We're gonna this will be up on SoundCloud and Stitcher afterwards. Just search Lords Longbox. You'll find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher for the audio version of the uh, show. So you can listen to your car, listen to your phone, or wherever. Listen to work with headphones, so you don't have to open up YouTube. So thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. If you like it, click sub. Hit the master like button, master subscribe button. Do whatever you got to do on Twitch to sub, follow, whatever, and all that good stuff. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.